Hey guys, just to let you know that the Geeks and Geekettes podcast is now moving over to Rui's channel. So, um, it has been a couple of weeks since we uploaded a podcast, so in the future it's going to be very sporadic in terms of when we're going to be uploading uh, podcasts. We've just been having trouble finding the time lately, we're all very flat chat, Laura's been very flat chat, um, but we're also going to be bringing on uh, new guests, whether it be cosplay uh, from the cosplay world or the artistic world, yeah. so that's going to be pretty cool, man. We've got a, some new stuff happening. So what's going to happen is there's going to be some episodes where it's either going to be just me or Chris or me with another guest or Chris with another guest. It's going to be a bit weird. Also, due to camera problems, not problems, but it's we're going to try and do more just audio stuff. I'm going to have a splash screen and stuff for the thing, but when we can, we'll do video. But to make things easier for us and more accessible for you guys, it's going to be audio only for the most part. Brilliant. Cool. That's it. That's it. Cool beans, man. What is happening, my fellow geeks and geekheads? Welcome to the very first audio version of Geeks and Geekheads. I am joined by, what did I call you? Radical Rui? You call me a lot of things. Mostly, <laughs> it's not nice. Mostly bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it with love. I know. I how, take it with love. How are you, man? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. Now, we were discussing before we started recording what we're going to talk about today, and it's something very interesting that you get a lot of questions about, I get a lot of questions about, Laura does, mm -hmm. a lot of cosplays and artists in general, how to start up a social media thing. Yeah. So, obviously, we're talking about all platforms... Yeah, not just Instagram, but you know, YouTube, Facebook, and now Vero. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I I don't know much about it's, it. Yeah, me neither. I don't want to. I don't want to talk shit about it, but I just don't know much about it yet. And yeah. Instagram's been around for so long that it's like a staple. Well, it is. I look, Instagram's definitely here to stay, but the all of a sudden, just this hype with Vero, and everyone's sort of, you know crossing over thanks, jumping ship thanks to badge yep <laughs> let's let's mention badge i've never seen so many vero and bitcoin posts <laughs> for stories in, in in one hit um but yeah so he crashed the server are you serious yeah all the cosplayers started moving because of badge's movement and he crashed the server he crashed vero <laughs> i would frame that <laughs> it's just code. He just I, saw, the code I saw his instagram story and he was so proud i love it <laughs> my god okay so for example like what are the main questions you get asked obviously how to start it but is it how to gain followers like how to with content pretty much all of that but i think what's interesting about about this is that um it's too like i find that artists and cosplayers are two different social media like ways to approach social media mm, of course and i think it's it's great that we're both talking about it and, and bouncing off each other because it's with cosplay stuff you've got the um the cosplays that you're working on and you update cosplays and then you upload shoots with artists it's kind of like the stuff that you do with you're showing updates of your cosplay is kind of like small sketches for artists yeah that's it. and then the final reveal is like those big artworks that artists have been working on say so for example like for me if i you know distress whether something or if had something 3D printed or it's casting something and then for you it's the rough sketch yeah. the, the, the hard edges the, and then the, colouring like, the and ideas of like this is what I want to do yeah exactly that's it um, like it's, it's, when it comes to YouTube everyone asks because a lot of 
young cosplayers will message me and be like, you know, I want to start a channel. You know, where do I start? Um, is there something I should start with in particular? And it's always the same thing. Just start. Just, yeah. just get that traction going. And um, with your first video, treat it as if it's your 3000th video in terms of quality. Yeah. And obviously, like, it, that, my first cosplay Chris video was my channel trailer, but before that, it was all the Freddy Gloves. Oh, stuff. you did the channel trailers? I still don't have a channel trailer. Yeah, that's what I figured. I'm like, I should have a channel trailer, even though I've got no other content ahead of me. That's good. Yeah, so I had the channel trailer up for, I think, two weeks before I put up my first proper video, which was the review of The Amazing Spider Man 2. And that's, that's right, and you were like, that's when Electro, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, it was Electro. When I used After Effects, I was so proud of myself. It took me like a week. I was so proud of myself. Um, but I, I had everything on, on a teleprompter app on my phone. No way. Yeah, that I mount. So I pre-write everything. Everything oh, was scripted. I, I do too. Mostly like the unspoken tutorials, they're completely scripted. Really? Yeah, I have to because... Who picked it? Because it's... Um, I write it very candidly mm. and it's in because I'm terrible with memorizing or like... I, I'm alright with memorizing lines, but you're like me. When you finish, you you're like I should have said this. I should have said that. Yeah, but I, I find that I I wing it as so. Yep. The the script, so to speak, um, says something, and then I say something along the lines of that. I don't I don't necessarily depending on how the conversation is going. But I do the old school way. <laughs> Type it on notepad and print it out and stick it on the tripod. Oh wow! See, I yeah, because I, I don't want to give the illusion that I'm reading lines, but I mount my phone just like on top of the lens so it wouldn't look too obvious, and then I'd hit the teleprompter app to go. And there'd be times where I'd stuff up or mumble words. I have to stop the camera, stop the app, scroll the app back to the teleprompter. Sorry, back to you know a couple of sentences beforehand. The more I looked at it. I realized I was, I sounded too much like a newsreader. So after X amount of videos, I'm like, you know what, bugger it, I'm just gonna speak my mind. And it's so much easier. Oh, yeah. Granted, there are times where, if you ever watch like my raw footage, there'll be times where there's like 20 seconds of dead audio and video, of course, mm. because I'm just gathering my thoughts on what to say next. Yeah. And then I'll just go back into it again. That's exactly what happens um, with um, story time. When, when I do my stories, because I'm, I'm starting to put stories in too, it's, it's not scripted, but uh, I I write it in dot points because I want a structure to the story. Yeah. But the rest is just winging it because I feel like if you're telling a story, it's, I kind of want it to feel like if I'm just telling you a story about what happened, but it still needs to be quality, you know? So you're saying like you'll you jot down dot points and then expand upon each one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, do, I do that now and then, especially yeah. with movie reviews. Because like, I'm hopeless at movie reviews, but if it, if it's a big, big You're deal, great. what are you talking about? Oh, dude, look, it's you what know. you analyze it from like a, a props perspective and a... yeah, I always talk about the costumes, but you know, you, not you... a lot of people do that. Yeah, that's true. Like you look at Chris Stuckman, Jeremy Johns, and Flick Pick. They always talk about cinematography and the directing because yeah. they, they themselves they they really enjoy See, acting like directors. You know, they're, they're directors themselves. Their their vision is directing, but yours is prop and costume and world building. That's it. And I feel like not a lot of reviews do it, so that's why I enjoy your reviews because it gives a different look into a movie. It's like not all the same sort of 
you know, it's it's a different perspective. On yeah. Movie. So it's a, that's you know maybe you should start doing because of the art direction mm. and the visuals because you know being an artist you, yeah. you'd have a flair for that. I've got a flair for the costumes and obviously the boys have a flair for the, the celluloid film exactly. side of things. So um, yeah, I, I do jot down dot points when I do movie reviews or stuff that's very in depth and I have a feeling I'd forget something if it was off the top of my head and usually when I'm editing I'm like oh my god I should have said this I should have said that I've had that with reviews too Ugh, it's painful and usually they're really key points as well yeah um, but yeah so like getting back to starting up a social media account actually things... well, one second before that um, I find there's something uh, something happening with YouTube which I personally I don't like what's that and it's um, YouTube is preferring quantity over quality I thought it was changed now. I was under the impression that they were going for quality over quantity if, now. If they are, they, they should change like algorithms and all that because... Don't get me started on algorithms. Uh, <laughs> like, like YouTube channels that, that take like a week, like say, if you didn't have the other stuff in between, like updates and all that, if you just showed videos of like your completed cosplay, uh, YouTube would punish you a bit for it, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I definitely get a feeling sometimes when I upload a video and, you know, put my heart and soul into it, if it's a big, say, custom collectible yeah. or it's wrapping up a cosplay like that I've done a series on and I've really given it my all, I find that the traffic isn't near as much as a video I didn't put much effort into. It always happens that way, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. Like, uh, custom collectibles that I've taken me a week or a week and a half to do and then with editing two weeks total and then that um cult m1911 that i painted up yeah. for the nightmare batman that I, that took me a day another day to edit so it was two days total and it was it wasn't full on that's got nearly four million views it's crazy isn't it it's, you can't pick this stuff no. you just upload and hope for the best it's the same that's actually you know what that leads us back to instagram because that's the same thing with instagrams i find some of the posts that i put up of like a rough sketch and then I put up the final artwork, the rough sketch gets more more traffic. And there's sometimes, there'll be instances where there's photos that have been sitting in your gallery on your phone for maybe a year and you're like, ah, oh, I got nothing to upload, I'll just upload this and then smash, like a, a day later, you've got like thousands of likes and you're like, how, how, how so does this work? I think basically what we're trying to say is that don't pay too much attention. No. Don't don't expect a blockbuster every time. Yeah. Just upload it because you want to. Yeah. And do it because it's your jam. Exactly. Yeah. That's something that I've been because for a while before before I, I like plateaued on my followers, I was obsessed with with followers and I was like, yeah, we, we all get obsessed with followers. But I found that like stop like just focusing on the audience that you have and the fans that you have and paying attention to them and building up like a relationship with them and not caring about the followers and actually enjoying the stuff that you put out yeah because i find a lot of people on social media when they start obsessing about followers they start posting like for lack of a better word trash posts yeah or like throw away exactly throw away stuff just for the sake of getting likes and follows mm. and i think it kind of destroys a bit of the creativity of instagram it does and it also takes away with what you set out to achieve in exactly. the first place um i've plateaued at the moment 
on Instagram, but I don't see Instagram as the be all end all. Mm. I, I, I like it because my mum put this really perfectly about Instagram. It's a very quiet place as opposed to Facebook. Yeah. You know, you put a post up on, if I post something on Instagram, usually a day or so later, I'll post it on Facebook. And the comments on Facebook I found are just brutal. And then on Instagram, everyone's sweet. Everyone's a lot more gentle on and Instagram. It's, and it's chill. It's like people exactly. just look at the post, double tap, move on. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Like now and then you'll get the odd bit of scrutiny here and there. But Sleeves are too long. Oh, <laughs> Sleevegate. Sleevegate 2018. Um, oh, man. Guys, but, enough with the enough with the suit, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say this on behalf of Chris. Let it go, guys. Please, he'll fix it up. Just take it easy. Yeah. So I can get some sleep at night. Give him some faith, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it's you know, what you and I do is so subjective. Everyone's got entitled to their opinion. Oh, of course, yeah. But you know, I'm not Ironhead Studios. <laughs> exactly. Um, you're not Pablo Picasso. <laughs> or Boss Logic. Yeah, you're not. It's but you know you. It's amazing to see what what you come up with. So, I try um, to be as creative as possible. Like I think, you guys have to think of this when you're doing a when you're creating a social media or a YouTube. You're in like this gigantic pool of people trying to do the exact same thing that you're doing. So, your job isn't to put stuff out and get as many followers. Your job is to stand out and be different. Exactly. You're supposed to be unique, and that's how you'll get followers. You're not going to get followers from posting the same stuff that everyone else is posting. So just be you, have fun with the stuff because there's one thing, like you can replicate so many things with an artwork or a post or a cosplay, but you can't replicate having fun with it. No. And people know when you have fun with it and when you don't. They just sense it, they can tell. People see that you're into it and you're all all over it. It's Passion attracts passion. That's it, it's it's inspiring for them. Yeah. Um, That's why, like perfect example, I, when, I, we're recording this at Rui's at the moment. I brought over my Casey Jones um, denim sleeveless jacket. So I'm doing a Casey Jones cosplay and on the back of it, I uh, drew in graffiti art, Mikey was here. And before I, kept, before I left my place to come over to Rui's, I thought I'd love Rui to do an artwork of something on the jacket somewhere. And I brought the jacket over and I even showed him, I wrote Casey Jones on the inside like Casey Jones would have like it's his property yeah and it's kind of that building the character whilst you build the cosplay because you're passionate about it that's, that's like, it you're that's you're exactly you know what I figured out about you you're a storyteller through cosplay that was so deep I, it's, it's true it's think true. about it it's true like every cosplay that you do tells a story tells a story like yeah. through the and that's exactly what I try to put through through my artworks too and I think a lot of people art storytellers in a way especially with cosplay and stuff like, absolutely well the ones that that stand out like that's i think that's the like the main thing that you stand out of is your storyteller through cosplay and you create your own cosplays and add stories to it yeah like you look at one of your costumes and you're not just like oh that's uh that's a pirate version of batman you you look at the costume and you go wow that's a that's a scar from yeah from this encounter and wow he's holding a uh like a like a talisman or something from this other adventure and you just try to create the world around the costume and i think that's brilliant it's like um because as you know laura's doing punk harley at the moment yeah she's like she's delved so deep into the character it's crazy like we were at the gym the other day and she was between sets busy away on her phone on um on her music 
app on, on the on the iPhone. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, I'm creating a playlist for what Punk Ali would listen to. I'm like, that's genius. It was like Kiss and oh. like like all grungy stuff. And then you know she's um like the stuff that she's. I, I'm not giving too much away. On, I don't want to do that. On, not on her behalf, but you know the stuff that she's sourcing to put on the costume that I've seen is just like she's really getting into this character and it, it's 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 storytelling that's a funny Seriously, thing too. like you're making up a story for this character that hasn't been told or seen before exactly um and it's so much fun you got you, you don't have any expectations there's nothing that um you have to compare it to there's no template and it's the exact same with your artwork i do i, I create playlists and yeah. i play music that i want the vibe of the artwork exactly to be yeah and I think that's super important to basically surround yourself in the vibe and the atmosphere that you want to create for your your artwork or your cosplay. And I think Laura's doing great. And something about Chris, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Chris trains as the character. Yeah, I do. I've, I've do. seen him do it with Nathan Drake. I've seen him do it with Batman. And now he's doing it with Casey Jones. And I think that's like next level cosplay. Yeah, man. Like, dude, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's the thing. Like with, with Drake, it was a lot of body weight stuff because he's, he's a very, I mean, like he's not muscular. I remember Lee saying is. like a lot of pull-ups. A lot that. of pull-ups, um, dips, anything that was body weight, but also trying to keep that mass on. With Casey Jones, it's a lot of fast moving stuff. Oh, you're doing hip work trying to like you know battle rope stuff keeping keeping the rest time to a minimum so yeah. i'm burning a lot of facts you look at um uh, i don't know how to pronounce his surname elias cotes who played casey in yeah. the 1990 film he's very lean but he's still very muscular it's mm. like the hardest thing to balance out oh. um and then actually with red hood i tried to put a bit of bulk on with that oh, that's right yeah yeah, yeah i tried to you did yeah you were a machine <laughs> guys we have a special guest on today with the podcast uh we've got chris's arms in the building <laughs> <laughs> they had trouble getting through the metal detector <laughs> i had to get uh frisk for weapons <laughs> yeah yeah i frisked him on the way in <laughs> oh man people are gonna oh, this audio podcast is yeah this is why we need laura sometimes <laughs> she's like break it break it up James, for god's <laughs> sakes keep it pg would you yeah, like, uh, uh, like for the Killmonger, if people follow me on Instagram, I posted oh, a Killmonger artwork. That was all like the Black Panther soundtrack playing in my head, but the specific ones that relate mm. to Killmonger, along with some other like hard rap. Yeah. So that was I. I wanted to give like this pop, pop look, like hip hop look to the to the artwork with like all the it, bright colors yeah, and the attitude. It reminded me of. of I don't know if there's an actual name for it. It's very big in the 80s and 90s, I think, where people would have, uh, like, just say an artwork, just say you had, like, Freddy, but they had four different prints of it in together. Colors, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the Andy Warhol effect. That's it, Andy Warhol, that's it. It kind of reminded me you could totally do that with your Killmonger. Yeah. Um, well, I only, I only did that because I couldn't decide in the color scheme, so I was like, all of them. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. No. Why not have both? Everyone, I posted it on Instagram, by the way. That was like one of my most popular posts. Because you posted it at the perfect time, because Black Panther just came Yeah, out. and the, the the rough sketch with all the colors, everyone like had their own opinions on. Like, I love that. I love it when mm. like people get together and they start talking about what, like, they, they start engaging in something that you put out. It's like, you didn't just put something out that someone goes, oh, cool. You put something out that people like to talk about and discuss. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the best things about what we do is creating that community mm. 
that people talk to each other about. And I think that's a pretty good um, segue to uh, social media and creating a community. Yeah, exactly. I think that's sure. one of the most important things that you do, especially. Yeah. Because I see it every time I go to a convention is you engage with your fans. Oh, look, it's, it, I, I don't see it. Um, like I, I still remember when it first kind of hit me um, that I'd not tapped into something, but I definitely had an impact on some people. Um, I was at Oz Comic Con 2016, I think, at the end of the year, and I was Nightmare Batman. And um, this kid came up to me and he was shaking because he was meeting me. And um, surprisingly, I've had that too. How, but at the same time, you're like, I don't want you to be like that. I just yeah, want exactly. you to just—it's fine. Like you and I—we're just guys. Yeah. We're, you know, one puts one puts it about geeky stuff. Yeah, I'm like this man draws stuff. I put dirt and shoe polish on stuff. <laughs> like, we're just a couple of blokes. So, but look, it, it is very cool and humbling to see that, and especially when. You inspire people like you know i've seen people do red hood cosplays similar to mine and you know expanding upon the pirate dc universe it's crazy that, that yeah, like, man. people are creating yeah like characters in your universe based off your cosplay that's what i mean with the world building when you do the cosplays and stuff you create that you inspire people that's it you create such a great vision of you created such a great vision of pirate batman that you can see everyone else in the lineup it automatically just they all fall into place exactly um and that's why I was so like chuffed when Laura was like, I want to be Pirate Catwoman. And you know, she brutally killed oh, that character to a T. It was just great. So, um, and then a cosplay friend of ours, Billy, he did Pirate Robin. I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you saw he um, he got me the telescope and everything and gave it to me at the, the convention, which was great. That was a crazy convention. I was coming from 2017. That was nuts, man. That, like your, your store was like home base. It was just... And that was so much fun, but this year I've gotten, <laughs> got two tables to prepare for it. You've learnt your lesson. I know. Sorry about that. No, it's not. <laughs> well, it's good because you're, you're, like, you're pumping out more artwork and yeah. you need the space. I yeah. remember at RTX, you're like, yeah, I need more space. <laughs> yeah. RTX was, was interesting. It wasn't Supernova or Oz Comic Con. But... I loved it. And Laura, I speak on behalf of Laura because she said the same thing. It was just great to just hang out, out of cosplay and just... Like we like, around. yeah, we like we met fans. It was great, but it was it was nice. It was just to hang out. It was nice to hang out with, with you guys. So and just have a wander around. But yeah, it wasn't as intense as Supernova. Was. Yeah, was we weren't, fun. and also we weren't as mentally unstable as we were. That's it. That's <laughs> exactly right. We were like by the end, we we're like <laughs> <laughs> playing the playing an ocarina and a ukulele at the same time while screaming <laughs> with, with cocktails and. <laughs> oh no the funniest thing ever uh, i love conventions and i love i love meeting all the, the fans and stuff and like like you said with inspiring stuff um fans have started drawing my artworks the jim gordon jim gordon yeah. and a couple of other ones the pirate batman one yeah um that is like that is that gets me like a bit emotional because it's like something that i used to do i used to look at artworks online i used to copy them because i really enjoyed what the artist uh, created and now to know that that cycle's gone full circle and people are doing it to my artwork it just it just shows that i'm i'm going in the right direction well know? that's it, i you'll appreciate this story and i haven't made it public hmm. and it's not 
we've got I, a scoop guys yeah we've got the scoop going in so uh, as, as you know i started out building freddy krueger gloves when i was 12 or 13 you know, and then progressed you know you do your research you find the original materials original leather gloves that they use and everything and you know you refine your templates and at one point i was you know regarded as one of the top glove builders in the community so i cornered that market um and then i just after a while i just hung up hung it up you know mm. I'd, I'd left my mark and i love building but at the same time it got really repetitive mm. so i my, my main mentor was a gentleman by the name of travis cowsill and he had um a glove a glove business called crew gear which is pretty cool freddy krueger and his gear crew gear oh that's cool so he was one of the originals that started making gloves and selling them online yeah. and he actually worked on the fifth nightmare on elm street when he was 17 years old wow as a stagehand so he helped new line move in the sound stages yeah. and he found ryan efner who built the gloves for part five and six on the set and he goes i just want to see the gloves so he took him down to the effects lab pulled out this cardboard box and they had all the gloves like stunt ones the hero ones everything like special mechanical gloves or like ones they rig up to a car battery yeah, yeah. for sparks that's crazy and anyway i messaged him when i was 13 years old i think i was in year eight and i said this is the stupidest thing you ever should say to a glove maker i'm like can i have your templates <laughs> <laughs> and he was so sweet he replied back he goes look you know each glove maker holds their templates close to the heart i yeah. can't just give you them i hope you understand okay at the time i'm like oh why and then my dad my dad's like you're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> so fast forward to 2013 and I met Travis in New York. And he asked you for your <laughs> <laughs> He rolled me for my template. <laughs> um, and by that stage, he had retired from glove building. Now, if you saw a Kruger glove on eBay, they went for about a thousand bucks. So it's like the Andy Warhol, yeah. like the Picasso of gloves. So... Um, you know, we've stayed in touch. Him, he now um, runs Hero Hair, the cosplay. Oh, yeah, you told me about him that. and his partner Aaron. They've got a great thing going. So, um, halfway through last year, it took me a year to ask him. I mustered up the courage, and I go, "Would you come out of retirement for one more glove for me? You know, as my mentor." What do you say? And I wanted the glove from the sixth Elm Street. Yeah. You know, I've got my template glove from part one. That's, yeah. That's my thousand dollar glove. And I want one from part six from Travis. Because he nailed the part six. And he goes, Yeah, I'll do it. Oh. Do it for free. What? Yeah, he's doing it for free. So I sourced an original vintage Wells Lamont 1178 leather glove, which is the same brand and style of glove they used on that one. Yeah. It smells like grandpa and leather. <laughs> it cost me 80 bucks for one. Um, so I've sent that over to him. And over the next couple of months, he's going to build me the ultimate part six. What? Yeah, man. It's it's a big deal. Like f for me, it's like whoever inspires you to start drawing, it's like them drawing something for you, a one-off. Oh, man. That's like, that's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, but he's passed away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's not gonna happen. Yeah. But one thing that I was like, I was like, man, I need this, and I actually bet on it. It was um, Empire Strikes Back original storyboards. Oh, dude! Like you go to the prop store, they're everywhere. No, those are replicas. What? It's really? About original ones. I thought that, like, cause oh, that, the ones at the the prop store, um, the website. Yeah, yeah. They that's have... where I, that's why I, 
I or, like I bet on it, and they're all sold out. Oh, they're gone. I thought they went I, for thousands, man. Oh right, because I see they have a lot of concept art and storyboards yeah, like framed notes. Yeah, yeah, they're but originals. I, okay, but they, I see a lot of stuff from Raiders. Yeah, but they they sell so quick. Yeah, um, and like little pieces of the Death Star from the miniature. Oh, oh imagine that in a shadow box. But I like I I love. I have to control myself every time I. Oh, yeah, that's why I, I I dropped the ball on that animation cell from the Simpsons episode Lemon of Troy. Oh yeah, where Bart, it's the very first shot. You know the Lemon Tree episode with Shelbyville. I think so. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so it's the very first shot when the credit after the credits roll and Bart's on his skateboard yeah. before he spots the wet cement, and it's that that cell animation cell. And oh, what I love about yeah. it um, is it was all hand painted, each frame. You know. Wow. So and that was signed by Nancy Cartwright. Who voiced Bart? So that you've got it signed too. Yeah, it came signed. There, there was a time where Twenty uh, Century Fox would release the cells, and they get the actors, the voice actors, mm. like Dan Castelletta. Yeah. There's a cell of Homer in the boxing ring versus Dredrick Tatum. Oh, nice. Which is so cool. So yeah, that that's my crown jewel. There is. That's, what's my crown jewel? Oh, I've got that um, Wolverine the Wolverine comic. comic signed by Hugh Jackman when he was promoting. And you had him sign that in person. Logan. Yeah. That's so. That's even more special. And the comic is old Wolverine lying down on the floor, and it's called Wolverine: The End. So. And I love that um, the Logan poster. That is by one of my that, favorite artists that I, I can't remember the name, but he did the IMAX poster. If you guys are wondering what poster we're talking about, if you just search up Logan IMAX poster, you'll see it. It's like this hand drawn. It's hand drawn. It's it's, it's pencil work. It's and he scanned man. it and he turned it in and put the digital colors in. It was like I have, I'm such a, a nerd for posters. It's it's insane. I, I'm a sucker for the old school, um, like Star Wars Raiders, even Nightmare on Elm Street, all hand painted, drawn. I love um, anything Mondo posters put puts out. Yeah, it's like they get a specific artist to draw up a poster. Ah, oh, if I had a studio, it'd just be covered in posters. Same, same. I, I love tracking down. Like I tracked down the original day bill like a, a day bill is the way the posters yeah. framed and they're mostly printed in australia yeah for when a movie comes out so i've got a day bill for the original and the sixth nightmare on elm street so that's why when travis's glove gets here i'm going to display my part one and part six glove with the posters oh nice so i just realized we went off on a massive tangent just then. yeah that was that was <laughs> so okay i'm gonna give my uh my final like thoughts on it, like starting a social media uh, it can't stress enough do it because you want to do it don't do it to follow a crowd it's to make money or exactly just, yeah just for the whole fame thing yeah you do it because you're passionate about something and you want to share it with and the world let, let's face it if you if you put all that passion stuff you will get you will get something out of it although it'll come later yeah um I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the thing, you know, we, we do it because we love it. You know, I took a three quarter pay cut from one of the most secure companies in Australia, Qantas, oh, to yeah. do this. So and it got to the point where people at Qantas before it got made redundant, they're like, Why are you still here? Like this isn't what you want to do. I'm like, Yeah, I know, but I need that's the same thing that I'm going through with security. Like I hate it with a passion. Mm. But it keeps, it allows me to do this. It funds the hobby. Exactly. Yeah. Which eventually I want the hobby to become a career. That's it. But you'd never make it a chore. 
Never, never no, no. make it a chore. Um, and that's another thing with social media. Don't make it a chore. Don't feel like you have to upload a photo for the sake of uploading a photo or a video. Exactly. Do but, it when the time's right and you can do it. But I think I think it is healthy to have a schedule and a yes. routine on what you post. But like combine it with what Chris just said. Never force yourself. So if you have a schedule, for example, I have a schedule. So Mondays I post like crossover artworks and then the next day is like a realistic pencil and then I, I plan it out like that so like most of the days I've got something to post but not at any point do I go I have to draw something for Instagram yeah because that's the completely wrong way to that's do it. when you're gonna do a cook job too exactly. your heart's not gonna be in it I've had I've had people ask me to make gloves for them Freddie gloves mm. and I, I'm up I'm up front I'm like look my heart is not in it in terms of building I adore the gloves but I can't in good conscience build one for you because I don't feel it's going to be my best glove that's perfect um, I think that's what people um, I think people should understand when they do that when, when yeah. other people do that like only until now I've opened up like I think yesterday I opened up commissions but only for portraits. yeah I saw that look it's another great outlet it's another great way for I wouldn't say exposure but it's great for business for yeah. you and it's, it's but I never really the reason why I, I didn't have commissions earlier was because I never really felt comfortable fair enough because if someone asks me to draw something that I'm not passionate about it's not going to come out the way I the way I feel like I should be getting paid for you know yeah that's like, I don't feel like I'm doing justice for the commission and obviously my reputation so which is why it, like now the commissions are only portrait work because I absolutely love doing all sorts of portraits like that Killmonger and the Vegeta that I put up. Yeah, it's it's cool to do something new. Yeah, and then you get really keen to do it. You're like, oh, this I'm exactly. so glad yeah. I did this. Or if some if you're doing a commission that you for someone that you thought you'd never touch on in terms of a subject, or mm. it's great to step back and be like, that's so I never expect I would have. Are you kidding me, dude? Like I never expected to to design cosplay like stuff and i think i've i've designed about three or four different cosplay things like uh some guy asked me to combine punisher and spider-man he messaged me the other day oh really uh, dave, dave yeah 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 he um he asked me to for the charity thing as well that charity costume or something he's got going on um but yeah he's he i he hit charity costume yeah that, uh, something he was designed but yeah he told me about how you designed the punisher crossover thing yeah it's, and it looked brilliant i had a lot of fun with that one yeah. and um badge has asked me to design uh cyborg superman which so, i still need to do you've you've designed my <laughs> red, red hood helmet and look how big of an inspiration mate that's gone on to that was one of my favorite things to to draw that was fun that was you basically going go nuts well, that's and the thing because that means I totally 110% trust you. It's just like, and that's why I'm trusting you with the Casey Jones jacket. I'm like, do your thing. I, I know it's going to be awesome. Because so, you, you're like me. You Respect. think about the character. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, the whole um, the design for the Red Hood helmet. Um, that was a very... I tried to make it the complete, like completely different from anything that's been done before. Yeah. And... I went for a very organic look and when I when I made it I was like look Chris I know it's not going to be <laughs> it's probably not going to be possible to get all this stuff because I had some some wacky shit oh, yeah on but the so helmet. that's the thing I wanted you for the concept yeah like it's 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 the seed yeah exactly 
and then and then the 3d modeler he brought it back and then it, it you it's what you guys see today and uh, that's like you're super proud of it and i'm super proud of it oh, it's like yeah absolutely every time i look at it i'm like wow <laughs> yeah i remember when you when you finally got to see the helmet up close at um oz comic-con i took that photo didn't I? <laughs> you're like this is mine now <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> i took that photo yeah. you know that photo of me like smiling like that precious like crazy someone drew that <laughs> really yeah but they turned me into the joker it was, it was <laughs> you, so cool you did have like that crazy look in your eye Oh, fun fact, I was originally going to do uh, Pirate Joker instead of Pirate Nightwing. Yeah, that's right, with the dreadlocks and everything. That was too difficult. That fight scene on the beach. That would have oh, been, right. been fun, though. But I'm yeah. Keen, a little bit, like, the more I think about it now, you're Pirate Nightwing through and through. <laughs> oh, guys, Chris has seen the design. No one else has seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen it. It's Actually, cool. no, Cam has seen it. Oh, has Cam seen it? Cam's seen yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cam's another good pair of eyes to... Look oh over. dude like I've, like his instagram story like he goes like all out his robin suit is looking phenomenal i know like I've, I've seen it and it's, it's like, like iron head shooting yeah good. he goes like that extra mile i think that's mm. that's what you need to stand out so guys be unique be yourself because that's don't be a sheep please yeah. don't be a sheep and don't, just don't plagiarize that's it do it for you um and the fault like your your crew your crowd your followers will will come yeah yeah like you you'll find your following you'll find your core group um and yeah I, just listen to them i think i posted something ages ago on my instagram story where i said there's a secret to creating art it's draw what you love but also love what you draw and i love that i think that's the same thing for like cosplay and stuff because for anything yeah I think actually yeah take take that with with you guys when you guys are creating artworks or creating cosplay just remember that the first person that has to like it is is you because if you don't like it your audience is gonna notice it straight away then you'll find out yep that's it i've learned that the hard way (laughs) we all have absolutely we all like there have been things that i've made and stuff that i you know full of regret or it's just why did i even oh yeah like i've i've chased the uh i've chased the trends and just for the sake of we all have but that's the thing exposure yeah i hate that word exposure yeah it's it's, as an artist you'll come to hate that word it's true but like if you're not failing you're not doing it right like it's 100 percent. like i'd fail all the time oh dude like that that monkey artwork that's the monkey artwork that I posted on Instagram is in the corner there. Like you can see uh, about like enough. ten failures on it. <laughs> but still, like I like when Rui showed me it, it's completed and it looks perfect. And you don't think about the the, the trial and error that obviously goes into that or anything. Mm. People just see the end result and they're like, ah, easy. Like, they either resonate with it or they don't. Yeah, and that's that's, it. that's not your issue. No, your it. issue is that if you resonate with it you know yeah that's it it's all subjective exactly um so yeah that's that's my best piece of advice and we, we both think, have the similar i think we did all right i think we did very well <laughs> we're mentors now yeah. <laughs> guys welcome to the master class of yeah. <laughs> creating social media class is paying 101 <laughs> your instructor is casey jones
I'm getting way too deep into this character. Do it. I want you to go all <laughs> I just in. start belting you over the head with the bat. Just got the audio. <laughs> have the anger issues. I'm just like, we're experiencing technical difficulties. Uh, Rui's just stepped out for a bit. I'm going to start acting like Raphael just so we can fight. Well, you're going to get a trench coat and a fedora. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hunt you down. Dude. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, so this podcast is like, I'm sure you guys saw the start of this this podcast but we're gonna say it again um it's moving on to my channel for now and um we're gonna be doing some fun stuff with it we're gonna i'm gonna try and branch it out a bit more with audio yep so um we've got some exciting stuff happening in april when we go down to melbourne so the good thing is with the audio, it makes it easier to pack up and oh, go places. And then it makes it easier to interview people. Yeah, like if you guys saw in the previous podcast, I'd speak to a stranger named Danny behind the camera. And he'd basically um, get the camera. To, the camera would stop recording every 12 minutes, which is why sometimes you guys would see like a blank screen. <laughs> technical or, difficulties. Yeah, technical difficulties. And that was just him pressing record again because the camera stops every 12 minutes and that is just it's too hard to coordinate and going to the bar it's not practical as much as i love going to the bar it's it takes a chunk out of your day and wallet and wallet yeah (laughs) we buy a couple of drinks yeah we get all the fancy craft beers (laughs) yeah exactly mango beer oh it's great huh but yeah um so yeah uh head over to so this is the the final episode that will be on your channel and then from now on we move it to to your channel so I will, i'm going to pop your channel link and everything in yeah. the video description yep um but yeah and like Rui does some fantastic videos very insightful man I, thank you you're like my spiritual guidance <laughs> you're like my shaman i'm your ben kenobi yeah you're my I'm puerto like rican me. shaman <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant i love it <laughs> I just pictured myself in like all this tribal gear going, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're like my medicine man. And <laughs> I bring the spirit of Casey Jones yeah, and all the exactly. characters into you. I summon lie Jones. Lie down on like a stone tablet. <laughs> <laughs> Start belting me with a cricket bat and a hockey stick. And I'm like, are you sure? And you're like, it's tradition. It's tradition. Just take the pain, dude. <laughs> I just completely break character going, what are you crying about? Stop crying. You're hitting me. Oh man, dude! Thank you so much for today. This no has problem. been this has been fun, even with the audio. Yeah, it's been man. great. Hopefully, like people who are building, drawing, creating, whatever. They oh have yeah, listen to this in the background. Yeah, yeah. There's honestly that with the video, you don't really see much apart from our dumb heads laughing and just looking at each other and drinking beer. So you guys really aren't missing much without the video. Yeah, exactly. That's it. We're in a very nice kitchen at the moment. <laughs> don't tell them. We're at the bar. Yeah, you see. <laughs> clink. I just see your parents come in hey, yelling hey what's up oh shit he's like oh that, they were just the, the bar keeps <laughs> mom I mean Andy <laughs> Andy's a girl now <laughs> he can be anything you want if you pay him no. no I'm sorry Andy <laughs> what you say alright guys guys thank you so much um, I've got a brand new Captain Nomad video up this week episode 2 I think I'm just putting a time-lapse video up this week of the uh, Skull Moon. And then next week, I'm doing another unspoken tutorial Beautiful. on hard work. Awesome. Dude, thank you so much as always. Guys, thank you so much as always for listening. For listening. Listening so. now, yeah. yeah. 
You we're take, evolving. We are evolving. We're Pokemon. We're evolving. Exactly. Man. Guys, take care of yourselves wherever you are in the world. Um, and yeah, hopefully you learned something from today. If you have any questions, please post them below. And as always, we'll uh, talk next time. All right, guys. Stay creative. Take, oh, I like that. <laughs> See ya.